0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me so long story short I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break which started with me actually deciding to start my own business and by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast episode.
1: Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman, and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing ordinary mums like you and me, who are mums in business. My guest today is Yaka. She is a mum in business who helps you to love your numbers and enjoy doing your financial accounts. Thanks Yaka, for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I know you, but can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your story and how you got to where you are today?
2: Oh, wow. How, how long do we have? Not long.
1: <laughs> Get to the point.
2: <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've been in England for over 19 years now. And um, to be honest, brutally honest, my uh, professor always told me, do not do accounts. Just don't do accounts. Um, but then obviously life happened, came to England and started my university, and as part of the university degree was to do a work placement year. And I was in a language center. So I started as a school administrator, built my way up. And then it was time to go and finish my degree. But I couldn't work full time anymore. So I was looking for a part time job. And it's in that, in that school, in that language school, they were like, you know, we're looking for a bookkeeper now. Would you be interested? And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not. I'm talking 15 years ago, over 15 years ago. And so I tried it. I gave it a go. And uh, fast forward 15 years, here I am um, working in an accountancy practice and doing tax returns and year accounts for people and helping with, you know, making it a bit more approachable, a bit more um, fun, I suppose. I'm not your normal, like your usual standard accounts and I don't wear heels. I mean, I might have a fancy dress on today, but it's, yeah, I've, I tried to read people in a way if they look confused. I don't wait for them to tell me okay, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I kind of come across and just like, okay, this is what it means. This is this is what this is what that means. So I tried to speak plain English as well as, you know, just making them feel comfortable because the amount of phone calls I sometimes get. This, that's how, that's what I love the most is when I've got somebody on a phone and they go, oh my God, my accounts are absolute mess. What do I do? And then we go through it. And I was like, well, actually, you are more organized than you think. Give yourself some credit here. And that's why I, that's why I do it. I, I love people having those little light bulbs saying, well, actually, I'm not I'm not doing too badly.
1: See, that's what you need. We need like just straight talking people who are clearly, like you, passionate about what they do, which then... Makes us enthusiastic and more likely to get on with it and to join in rather than go, oh, no, it's all far too difficult. I don't like it and and shy away from it. So you've got two little
2: boys. You started your business before you had your boys? Um, I started when Toby was about 11 months old. And Toby's Um, your eldest? Yes, he's my oldest. He's five in September. Um, So I've kind of the whole, probably about the past... Well, the first 15 years i was really working in industry so i was working in mediation company doing their accounts and payroll and vat and you name it um i then went on to working for someone in events um and then i kind of was in a state of life when i was ready to start having family met james and things were just going really really well but then obviously i think many moms who used to be at work and then when on maternity might relate, things just went a little bitter in my employment. And, and I decided, look, I don't want that for my life now. I've got different priorities um, and let's just start my own practice. So back then I called it Monkey Accounting and I absolutely loved it, absolutely loved it. But my problem then was I couldn't do networking. I couldn't come and go, hi, my name is Jarka. I thought that was one of my hardest things. I think when I first started business, I'm a pro now, but oh my goodness, that first meeting, it, it was nerve wracking. I think the first networking I went to, I walked out in five minutes. I didn't even get to do the actual meeting. I just walked out. Um, and so I decided to do my own networking event. <laughs> I, called it wow. and I called it Moms and Dads in and Business and it went through quite a few ups and downs but uh, because I didn't make it about me I was making it about helping other people I find it that much easier to actually meet people and talk about accounts so part of the network part of the meeting was me talking about accounts I had another speaker and there was some mingling going on and it was just lovely all babies were involved as well because it was all baby friendly and it was just lovely I absolutely loved it and, yeah, and I just stuck to it. Obviously, then COVID hit, and I was just like, right, I can't do those events anymore because I didn't know how to go how to go on Zoom. I didn't know about Zoom that much then, a year ago, two years ago. Um, so, yeah, it then stopped. But, yeah, my two boys were a massive, massive part of it.
1: And I suppose there is flexibility in the fact that we are business owners and we can flex our working day around our children yeah there are obviously different challenges but it means that we can be there for them depending on what's going on in their lives what's going on in our lives and it is doing that juggle over you know what's the most important thing at that moment in time
2: yeah exactly exactly do you know i'm actually and you're gonna laugh now i don't know if i if i told you this story um i went a joint evo networking and one of the very first meetups, Toby was three and a half, three, two and a half, something like that, I don't know. now. But anyway, he was, we were literally just in the process of body training and we were all in breakout rooms. And EVO is, is quite a high-end networking event. And uh, we were just coming out of the breakout rooms. And you know, when you come out of the break, breakout room in Zoom, You then have this split second of you don't know what's happening. You're being taken out of a room and you're joining the big room. So there was this second of silence. People stopped talking and waited to be, you know, listening to something else. And literally in that split second, my little boy went, mommy, I've just done a poo. (laughs) And that's been with me ever since, (laughs) ever since. So... But they were all very nice they were all very good about it and we all had a laugh about it but that's what happens when you start business as being a a new parent to to small babies even all the children you know i mean i'm only talking from the small children experience i don't even want to imagine what it must look like when you you know what sort of things might grown children come up with i don't want to know talking about boyfriends girlfriends i don't know but oh my goodness think with the pandemic the
1: good thing is it's allowed everybody to genuinely be themselves be and human. for yeah be human and for people to realize you know that it's not we're not just like a, a one-dimensional being we do have family so yes I know through networking people have got to know my children really well because they pop up on screen regularly <laughs> and I just go with it now it is what it is there's exactly what I do they are my children I love them they're part of my life I am not going to turn around and tell them to shush unless unless they come out with something that I really can't handle and that's inappropriate but they're they're not really at that age where their brains work like that yet yeah yeah so so tell me on your business journey what's been the most challenging
2: thing that you've done. Do you know there's been a lot of challenges and I guess one of them, one of the smaller ones on the bigger scale, one of the smaller ones was to actually start. Um, like when I said I was too afraid to go on networking. So when I so I then set up my own networking group, but to actually go and start because I had like an accountancy practice before, but it never actually started because I wanted things to be perfect. I wanted agreements in place. I wanted all the systems in place. I had no cash and I was determined to keep it that way, to start at zero, to then work my way up to actually you know, start having paying clients. So I didn't have a you know, rich uncle who I inherited money from to start my business. And I was just really determined to start it from bottom and work my way up. Um, so the hardest thing was to start. Mm. One other, and that was probably even harder, is when I then realized about four months into COVID that things are just a little too much. And I had boys out of nursery. So I'm I'm getting a bit emotional. Things, uh, boys were out of nursery and I just had to admit to myself that it is too hard, that I can't do it alone. And that's when I then put Red Monkey Accounting on hold for a bit and joined Stepping Stones Accountancy. So I'm still an accountant, I'm just accepting new clients for Stepping Stones Accountancy. Um, So that was hard, I was crying my eyes out. It was hard, that was hard. Admitting, it, I could, it was harder to admit it to myself than to anyone else. But as soon as I did that, the pressure just suddenly fell off my chest and I felt I can breathe again. Things were suddenly manageable. So I still do what I did before. My hours probably are even more flexible than they were before because I don't have to worry about systems and IT issues and you know all of that. Um, because that's what you have to do when you are running your own business. I totally feel your pain when you have to do with something like that because it just puts you on hold. You can't work. You can't be with your children. You have to fix that. Otherwise you can't do anything. Because if your computer doesn't work in this day and age, you know, what can you do? Fiddle your emails on your phone all the time? It can only last for so long. Um, So I totally feel your pain if you're going through this. But I guess what I'm trying to say here, hardest things are sometimes the best things that can happen to you in the given time when you make the decision.
1: No, you are right. Um, With no regrets. When things feel difficult, that's when you know you're doing something that you're going to learn from and that you're going to grow from. And I know, you know, we hear people go, oh, well, I did that and I learned so much and, and I've grown as a person. But what I mean to say is you do. When things go right, what do you actually learn from things going right? It's great when they go right. It's great when we have a success. But rather than looking at things, I think we're all too quick to look at something as a failure or a mistake, or we did something wrong. And instead, take away that language and say, right, what did I learn? Because somebody once said to me, and I can't remember who it was or where I saw it, but you either win or you learn. Those are the only two things. Yeah, you don't win and fail, you win or you learn. And if you look at things in that way, I think that gives you the courage and the motivation to, like you said, you've got to have a go. You've just got to take that first step to do something, because otherwise you're just going to be stuck all the time because
2: it's too scary. It's just keep playing catch up. Because somebody just told me that if procrastination comes from something that you either, either you procrastinate about things because you either don't know how to do something. Or, or there was something else. My case, <laughs> my case was because I didn't know how to do something. Um, at the moment, it's the systems because I'm still learning the new systems, but they're in place. All I have to do is just to learn how to work it. Um, so that's a lot of the times why I procrastinate. Um, I just don't know the systems. But uh, have you watched, do you know the, it's a cartoon movie. It's a Disney movie, Sing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I When things like that. <laughs> when mr moon um, is standing on the moon and he goes do you know like the do you know what happens when or do you know where you can go when you hit rock bottom the only go the only way's up i love that so as long as even if you hit your rock bottom the most important thing at that given point in time is that you get up and you sort your, it's like my little stickers. I felt very overwhelmed with social media, but once I sat down and actually write it all down and organized it and put it into some sort of form that's, you know, if you feel overwhelmed with something, put it on post it and then prioritize what has to give and what can stay. And then you prioritize. Is it actually as important as I think it is? No, chuck it. Oh and
1: that's the thing we try to do everything and everything has to be done now when actually in reality we don't have to do everything and it definitely does not have to be done now there identify what what's important I was I was reading a book and I cannot remember which one it is I think I think it is Limitless by Jim Quick and I'm sure it's him who said that originally the word priority was just a priority because priority means the most important. You can only have one most important. You can't have a series of most important. No. And, and somehow we, you know, changed it to priorities. It's priority. What is the one most important thing? Do that first. And I don't yeah. know whether you picked up on some of the stuff that I've been saying, but I used to be a cereal um, plate spinner you know, how many things can I do at once? Because I'm really good at multitasking. Well, yeah. that is a load of rubbish as well, because none of us, <laughs> none of us, none of us can multitask. Even we think we're multitasking when we're driving, but actually we're not fully concentrating on driving. On if say, Yeah, if we're talking on the phone or if we're having a conversation and it's been proven that your brain can only do one thing at one time. So if you yeah. think you're doing several things, what's happening is your brain's concentrating on the the immediate thing. And then when you switch to doing something else, so, you know, as mums, we might be cooking, we're cooking and then the phone rings, but well, we stop cooking and we answer the phone. We think we're cooking and answering the phone, but actually we're on the phone. So one thing, one time. The amount of times I burned something because of what you've just said countless the brain can only handle one thing at one time so it's exhausting oh it's it's exhausting it's stressful we make mistakes because of it although we learn from our mistakes don't multitask that's the mistake we learn so so what is the (laughs) best thing
2: that you've done in your business life the best thing that i've done i think to put to put red monkey on hold for a bit But that said, I did actually start something new, um, which is uh, Action Your Accounts, um, which I think is probably the best idea I've ever had really, other than starting a family, of course. Uh, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I love my boys to bits, but you know, yeah, anyway. (laughs) No, Action Your Accounts. Um, Yes, it's a business idea. Yes, it's not for profit. so it, it, it is my baby. But the reason I've started it was I've sort of found out that people who don't necessarily have an accountant or can't afford an accountant, the amount of people that come to me saying, you know, how much are your services? And a lot of the times the price is the decisive element of them deciding whether they go for an accountant or not. And the amount of people who decides to do tax returns and Yemen an accounts on their own scares me. Because it it, it, (laughs) I'm totally, brutally honest. It just, it absolutely scares me. And the reason I say that is first, they start a business, not, they don't want to do accounts. They don't want to spend hours and hours on Google, um, Googling those, you know, words that they don't understand. So they might want to save, you know, 200, 300 quid on a tax return. But the amount of, when when you log into the HMRC site, and then you read the language the HMRC kind of uses. And, you know, there is 20 pages. Say you spend an hour Googling things per page. Okay, that's 20 hours. Give it to an accountant. And how much is your 20 hours worth? My, mine is like gold. Five thousand.
1: So, oh, mine, mine is, the value is just so high. I just, yes, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't afford me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, whereas accountant can do it really quickly, and it's not just about the time, it's there is a lot of information on Google that you know one side will dis- explain it that way and another side will explain it another way. And then it's for you, a non-qualified accountant, to interpret it in the language that you understand that you get. So you want to take an accountancy course in order to do your own tax return exactly okay, uh, okay. you're not doing as in no so <laughs> you know it's just it's more efficient and everybody will tell you this marketing you know salespeople people they will all tell you outsource it but with accounts when, you talk, when it comes to tax when it comes to HMRC you know there is not a lot of negotiating space with HMRC they don't negotiate very well if you owe the money it's not like oh actually I know I know you're charging five thousand pounds but actually can I just pay three okay <laughs> this is not a marketplace you can't do that with HMRC no. so if you want to take the chance take it there are penalties involved okay <laughs> for lateness or you know not necessarily giving them the income that you've actually earned or you know tweaking your expenses anyway I didn't come here to talk to you about the tax <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but that's just to say, it, it, it does scare me. But the reason I started, so going back to my Action Your Accounts, that group is there for you to ask the question and get the answer. Okay, so I'll be, I'm, I'm the accountant on call, pretty much. So you ask a question, I answer. Plus there are some, um, you know, resources, downloads, uploads, templates, you name it. There will be, there is some kind of free access to some courses as well, cash flow bookkeeping so you know and I'll be tweaking things a little bit over the summer so there's definitely going to be more news more kind of information um, coming out but it's if you haven't got an accountant and you want to do it yourself please please take advantage of this group because you know at least you're not alone you've got a community of people who can help you if I'm not fast enough to answer the question there will be other people but also, you know, you will you learn from each other's questions. So if you go in and you ask a question, somebody else will probably think it three months down the line, or they may have thought it already. They just didn't know it yet that that's what that's how to ask about it. And that in in business, that's what we
1: need, don't we? Because like you said, we can't be an expert in everything. It's not possible. And actually, we want to be doing the bits of our business that we enjoy, and if we can hand over the other parts to somebody who knows what they're doing, or if we can go somewhere and ask the question, then why wouldn't you? Exactly. Why wouldn't you?
2: And so also, on. like, sorry, That's um, okay. keep talking. I, I almost know. like to say, for every, when you run a business, hundred percent of your time is not just about you selling; it's more like sixty percent of doing what you actually love to do, and the other forty is all the all the rest of it. All the admin that you have to do, the accounts, the sales, the marketing, the social media, all the bits that you don't necessarily enjoy doing. So, yeah, exactly like you just said. So what
1: is it that drives you and inspires you to continue doing what you're doing?
2: I know it works. I just need to get the word out. (laughs) I guess my biggest mission is, yes, I want the work-life balance, and I know when Toby, when the boys start school, that will be even more important than it is now. Um, and and the system is just totally against parents, I find. If I was to work 9 to 5, who's going to take the kids to school? Who's going to pick them up? You know, and holidays. Who the, excuse me, who is going, you know, me and James, we haven't got enough holidays between us to cover the school holidays. Yes, there is nanny and granddad, but... know they're 70 Mm. so I don't know how other people feel it but yes my motivation are the boys and be able to provide and uh, yes I want to go on holidays when we want to go on holidays yes school permitted school holidays permitted but that was probably that was my biggest drive to yes help people and make sure that they success they succeed or that I that I take them on a journey from day one to the moment they are ready to outsource to an accountant. Um, But also for me to find a life balance um, and to be able to pick up my own children from school and take them to school and be there on the sports day. And and I totally think (laughs) that they should have lost less days for teachers because they already have half term and big holidays. oh no okay, we're gonna get any, all the teachers now ringing in okay if there are any <laughs> teachers i'm sorry it's just my opinion i'm not in it yet so i might have a different opinion in about six months time so i do apologize <laughs> if there are any sorry <laughs> dig myself a big hole here now <laughs> i love you teachers and i'm super grateful for you teaching my children i don't want to do homeschooling <laughs> quick let's move on so before
1: before we wrap up this podcast one last question for you is what's the best advice anyone has given to you that you would like to share with us
2: I was waiting for you to actually ask me that the best advice I thing I ever got was it's well that I go by at the moment it's not forever just for now so if you have if you have a ideal client okay it's not forever that's going to change in a year's time even even next month not forever just for now and go with it I like that that's just just, that
1: piece of advice puts I'm going to say life in perspective because now is always changing we've got to accept now and now is not forever although now is with us all the time but knowing that things things will change life is changing oh I'm going to take that one thank you Yarka I absolutely love that one. It is it is a good piece of advice. The one one of the pieces of advice I like is, and it's um, Henry Ford said this. The words aren't exact, but it, it, he says, "If you think you can, or you think you can't, either way, you are right." It's the power of you know what you think. Yes. So on that note, yeah people will be listening to this podcast going, she sounds amazing. I need to get in touch with Yarka and just be in her world. How do people find you and get in contact with you?
2: Okay. Um, how does it work with the telephone numbers? Do I just say it out loud? or How does it work with Which? on podcast you can't can't
1: post a link oh no we'll put a link later but how where where are
0: you where are you i'm on
2: linkedin i'm on facebook um i'm on instagram ish work in progress uh but feel free to email me or call me messenger i'm pretty contactable i don't literally rule one over another um so yeah messenger linkedin message me there anyway so Yarka is
1: everywhere. So on Facebook and
2: um, Instagram,
1: are you on as Action Your Accounts?
2: You can find me under Action Your Accounts. You can find me under Yarka Krejcikova. um Maria has been to write my surname in, in somewhere so you can just paste and copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will, I will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, where is a bit more, I think LinkedIn is a bit of a work in progress as well so um but facebook is probably the best place to find me brilliant well thank you very much Yaka,
1: for talking us thank you. to us today and thank you everyone for
0: listening if you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how i can help you then head over to my website www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me Take care.